Hey everyone, before we get started with this week's episode of Fly Cool Shit powered by Lyft, I want to have you guys go over to www.liftaviationusa.com. Use promo code FlyCoolShit for 25% off most items on the website. Also, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different with Skip's uh, interview. Uh, we're going to split it into two. So this week you'll get part one, and next week you'll get part two. Um, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't super long or anything like that, but uh, we wanted to try something a little bit different. Uh, maybe make uh, these episodes a little bit easier to d- digest, making them a little bit shorter. Uh, but let us know if you like having this in two parts. I'm a, I'm going to assume that most of you probably want it all in one bit, but we're going to try something new and see how it works. So this will be a two-part interview, um, and this is part one. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're clear to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. And we have- Hell yeah, you are. We've been studying the bi language this past week. At least I have. Have you? Yes. It's everything. A, it, every, we've had to re, we've had to readjust yeah. our thought process, right? I, I don't know about you, but I've been doing everything in twos. I've been flushing twice. I've been waking up twice. I've been eating yep. well more than twice, at least ten times. <laughs> That's different. I ate, I ate two hamburgers for dinner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but some of the, like, perfect, hamburgers. How do you have a hamburger without two buns? You can't have a mono hamburger. doesn't work. No. Can't, can't have a mono hamburger. No, no. Um, doesn't I'm, work. Dude, I'm, I'm super pumped. I'm super pumped. And you know what? I have to give, uh, I have to give some credit to uh, the fans <laughs> because I think <laughs> due to some peer pressure is <laughs> why <laughs> we, uh, we were able to get, uh, get him on. Um, and by the way, happy 75th episode anniversary thank you this you know what else is 75th episode huh uh my extra serial number 75 hey that means this is going to be a good episode and we're doing it with a biplane guy Ugh. uh not just a <laughs> biplane guy i feel like i feel like now he's the biplane guy let me ask you a question and we're going to get into this in a second once we uh we have our uh, guests out of the uh the brown room um, <laughs> um, if he did the four, uh, maybe one. So the four minute free, if he did it, I think he would win or, or at least come close. I think he would take a, um, a really good crack at it. I really he do gives, think he would take a really good crack at it. That airplane's he, that airplane's legit, dude. Yeah. And he gives, doesn't he give you that feeling like when he's flying the same feeling that like Bobby Holly does like just like another level, really cool to watch, really exciting, different. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I'm I'm super excited to ask him this. Um, by the way, we're pre-recording the intro uh, so we don't make him wait. Because uh, you know what, we got to stop making our uh, our our clientele, our high high end clientele wait. When we get somebody like you know, I don't even know. I mean, you know, the Don has been on like several times, so maybe we'll make him wait. But you know, yeah. somebody has never been on, should probably not make him wait. So we're, we're pre pre uh, recording this uh, this intro. But I I really want to ask him um, if Jim Leroy. 
gave him a lot of inspiration because I, f- I see a lot of Jim Leroy in his in Skip's flying. Yeah. And I'm totally. super excited to talk to him about it. But he dude, he's the man. He he really does. He's his, he's very unique. Yeah. I feel like he's, he's a very unique. Cold aerobatic blooded. Cold blooded. <laughs> yeah. Should we um should we maybe get him on? Get him in? Yeah. Get him on. Why get him not? in. Why not? Have a hamburger. Let him in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's our assistant's name again? I can't even remember. It's been so long since I've had to get, scream his name. He's been on unemployment. Um, Bruce? Yeah, we had, we had to let him get Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Bruce, Bruce right, tell Skip we're ready. Skip him in here. Skip Stewart is literally yeah. skipping in here right now. All right. We got Skip Stewart on the podcast. Welcome, Skip. Hey, good to be here. What's Super up? happy to have you here. Super excited. Um Thank you to everybody on the aerobatic pilots page for putting just massive pressure on skip to come and, and <laughs> yeah. pain, him, oh, yeah. pain, pain yeah. himself to do an interview. Yeah, it makes, me, makes me feel worthy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We're su- I'm super excited. Uh, we're gosh, Jeff refresh me. I mean, we've had Justin Hickson on who flies a pits. Uh, other than that, who have we had that really is a biplane practitioner? Well, Bobby Holly, um, he said that he, That's he true. prefers he prefers the biplane over the monoplane, but I don't know if I believe yeah. that. I mean, Skip, would you believe that from you know? Well, uh, I, I don't mean, know I, if he knows I prefer Bobby a biplane over a monoplane uh, myself for sure. I mean, it depends on your mission, but if you're trying to entertain people, you can't beat a biplane, in my opinion. Yeah, well, you, you know, Bobby Holly is is our nickname for uh, Rob Holland, right? I don't. I, oh I no! Know. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> Yeah. So well, yeah, well, he, he, he was, was on. Yeah, I, I, I believe that he prefers a biplane to a monoplane. I mean, he was a biplane guy from the beginning, <laughs> you know. But it's kind of hard yep. to go to unlimited with, uh, you know, with uh, with a biplane. So he he had to had to convert. I think. I feel like it would only yeah. be fair if he had a biplane now to fly unlimited. Would, yeah, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. It, yeah, it'd be a good <laughs> handicap. <laughs> Probably still win. He would. He Probably would. still win. Yeah. Yeah. Probably still win. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he needs to go to like a triplane. <laughs> there you go, a Fokker DR1. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or give him just. <laughs> That's a good one. I just snorted. <laughs> I like it. Oh god, That's funny. Freaking oh, Rob Holland wearing a scarf, freaking cap and yeah. goggles, dude. There you go. Skip. Have Hell you yeah. ever flown a monoplane or are you just like, you don't even want to go near them because yeah, they make flown, you nauseous? I, no, I've flown monoplanes. <laughs> I've flown uh, extras and MXs and uh, I guess that's about it. Cap 10, um, if you count that. Caplon. There's a yeah, debate yeah. whether that's a monoplane or not. But uh, yeah. yeah, I have. And uh, you ever consider maybe going to, to a monoplane in your act or you just, I mean, no. your act is one of a kind. I mean, I, I would uh, never. Uh, yeah, that no, act I'm, doesn't I'm, deserve an yeah, it doesn't need well, a monoplane. I don't. Well, like I said, I think if you're trying to entertain people, a biplane is the only way to go. It's uh, it's just different, you know. I mean, monoplanes are like figure skating, and biplanes are like ice hockey. Oh, okay. I like that. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, they're coming for you. Yeah, there's yeah, my ride. Go. Got to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, Skip. Skip, I've I have a burning question that I've wanted to ask you for probably a decade. Close to a decade. Probably two oh, decades. All right. Sir. Uh, not two decades. Well, 
No, it's not two decades, but it's probably a decade. It's probably a solid decade. Um, I was a, a huge fan of Jim Leroy. Uh, he taught yeah, at did. the school that I was a student of, got to fly with him, and it was very sad when he passed. Um, yeah, for sure. I see a lot of Jim in your flying. Did he? Was he a big inspiration to you? Um, you know, I, the truth is I didn't even know about Jim until about a year before we started flying together. Um, he, uh, and then I, I went back and looked at a lot of his videos and we do have a very similar style, but, uh, I'd pretty much already developed my style by the time I had met him and started watching him. Um, oh, wow. and, and, and yeah. And, and at the time I was, uh, uh, getting a lot of flack from people in the air show industry from, I mean, from the top down, other performers from the head of the, uh, ICAS, they're all trying to get me out of, push me out of the business and saying I was dangerous and, you know, it was costing me shows and Sean Tucker was bad mouthing me in the, at the bar at ICAS and cost me air shows. So I was kind of desperate to find somebody. Whoa. I, I'm self-taught, you know, I mean, I, I, I couldn't afford, I could barely afford the airplane at the time. And so, uh, I, I, I was looking for a mentor. I mean, I even told Sean, I'm like, look, you know, you're going around telling people I'm dangerous. You tell me where and when I'll come hang out with you as long as you like. And you can, uh, you know, teach me, show me what I'm doing wrong. Show me how to do better. Turn me around, maybe save my life. And, uh, you know, and I'll <laughs> give you, and I'll give you credit, you know, for, and he's like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah we'll have a camp. We'll have a camp. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. You know, we'll have a camp. I'm like, yeah, okay, great. You know? So then I, <laughs> kept checking back with him and he wouldn't respond to my emails. And, uh, Brian, Brian uh, Norris and I were kind of friends. He said, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stay after him. I'm like, all right. So about six months later, shout I, out to Brian. Has, Love Brian. Has, uh, uh, yeah. Brian's awesome. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hitting Brian up every couple of weeks. And then finally he's like, look, I talked to Sean and he said what he meant to say was <laughs> if, if you straighten out, you know, and start, uh, I'm trying to think of the term he used, uh, but basically, you know, if I straightened myself out and, and started being, you know, a positive influence on the industry, that then maybe he might, uh, you know, help me help me out and critique me. And I thought, well, that's hold great. on, I mean, did, did he, he didn't <laughs> say, please tell me, please tell me he didn't say straighten up and fly right. Uh, no, I, he didn't. No, <laughs> did, he, did, he, did he teach you the three uh, greatest <laughs> words in the English language? Uh, what's that, Sean D. Tucker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah i mean like anyway. you talk about inspiring your your act i mean like thousands and or however many kids are, are flying now because of seeing what you're doing with an airplane I oh mean, well i hope so I, you know, of it. I get a lot of positive feedback you know that's why i do it i mean i, I was a i was a fan way before i was a uh, performer and you know uh, Leo Loudenslager, we we mentioned him earlier, uh, was my inspiration as he was most people of my generation. They got to see oh him my fly. God. Yeah. Did we and, just become best know, friends? And well, oh, yeah. You know, I grew up I grew up uh, building and flying remote controlled airplanes when I was a kid, and I never been to an air show, so I'm flying I'm flying my RCs, not really knowing that I'm emulating, you know, what you can do for real in a real airplane. And the model airplanes guys get really upset when I say a real airplane. They're like, these aren't real airplanes. But at any rate, uh, and I, I can't remember who said it, but I, but I used their, their phrase. I said, well, in, in a real airplane, when you have a problem, it's a real problem, you know, and in a model airplane, it's not such a big <laughs> yeah. deal. 
Yeah. But anyway, uh, so I went to an air show. I'm sure you guys have heard this story. I was like 14 and Leo was there and he takes off snap rolling with the wings missing the ground by 10 feet. Looked like a model to me. I mean, I was on my feet like, holy Christ, I could do this, you know, in, in an airplane. And I had a laser and then realized it was a model of a real one. And uh, so I was blown away. So that, that's the moment I knew I wanted to be an air show pilot. And then it was in like, I don't know, 89 or 90 that I saw Sean fly. And that's when I knew I had to fly a biplane. So he was definitely uh, an inspiration to me as well. And it's pretty disappointing yeah. to have him poo-pooing me. You know, I mean. If, and it's weird, too, it because his act was was crazy back then. Oh, back then it was, yeah, ridiculous. And, you know, he had he got some he got some flack, too, uh, my understanding in the beginning. And ironically, his his start into aerobatics was was the everybody's worst. Like, if you think about a worse way to discover aerobatics, it's probably Sean Tucker's way of discovering aerobatics. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, really, honestly and truly, like it's it's it is kind of funny and ironic and hypocritical in a way. Um, as much as I, I mean, I, shout out to Sean, I love Sean, but uh, that is, <laughs> yeah. it's an interesting element. You know, it really is. It's like pot calling the kettle. You know, pretty black. Oh, well, that's what that's definitely <laughs> the way he was with me. I could tell you a story. Uh, I was in. I was it. That was I've been flying shows. I think I just got my surface level waiver. My airplane was still red, white, and blue, but it was taken apart all over the hangar floor. And, and, and I was in the process of making it, you know, uh, the first Prometheus. And uh, I'm at the bar and and I'm with the Aeroshell team and it's after the banquet and Sean comes bouncing up and the Aeroshell team's like, oh, hey, have you met our friend Skip Stewart? And he said, yeah, I've heard of you. And, and it gets his finger in my face. He goes, and you need to back off. I hear you're flying too hard. And you go, you need to back off. And at first I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is amazing. Sean Tucker knows my name, you know, but, but, uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, no such thing as he, bad press, right? <laughs> right. But he was, start, he was chewing me out, you know, and, and uh, saying that he could rebuild his airplane every year. And until I could, I needed to back off and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm rebuilding my airplane right now. So does that mean I can fly hard next year? And then, you know, yeah. but <laughs> you know, I'm, like, I'm a little confused. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. You know, I'm a sponge here. You tell me. But anyway, <laughs> but the funny thing is that uh, Steve Gustafson from the Aeroshield team was standing there and, and he put his arm around. He bent over, you know, put his arm around Sean. And he's like, now, Sean, I'm listening to what you're telling this young man. And I'll be damned if it don't sound just like what folks were saying to you when you was his age. And that's when Sean threw his hand out the window. He goes, well, I can, I can afford to rebuild my airplane every year. Until he can, he needs to back off and stormed off. And I was still going, hey, did y'all see that? Sean Tucker knows my name. That's cool. <laughs> Next round's yeah, on me. Know, in, in, retro, in retrospect, you know, I'm thinking, you know, if, if I ever got in a position, this is what I'm thinking, if I ever got in a position where I was as influential as Sean Tucker and I saw a kid and I genuinely thought he was going to kill himself. I would probably say, Hey man, come over here. Let's sit in the corner. Let me buy you a beer and let's have a talk. Right. And not chew me out in front of the entire industry at the bar at the air show convention. So it was a little, well, let, me you, let me ask you a question. I mean, you talk about rebuilding an airplane and, and I get the, the premise behind it, but I understand every year doing maybe a really extensive annual from, from the flying that you guys do, but you should, I, do you think you need to rebuild the whole fucking airplane? Like if you're flying that hard, that's re- uh, that's well, a little crazy. If I mean, if you if you're Sean Tucker and you got a full crew that you're paying, you know, a yearly rate, and and it's it's off season and everybody's sitting around, yeah, with their hands in their pockets. It's not even a need at that point. It's just like, and, hey, why not? And, you got the budget, and, and and yeah, and everything that he used is paint and covering materials and engines and tires and wheels. I mean, it was it's all free, and he's already paying for the yeah. labor. Oracle Oracle was or one hundred collect or ten ten two twenty or whoever it was at the time. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't say that I wouldn't do the same thing to to keep the crew busy, 
But I, and I did in the beginning uh, with my first airplane, pretty much rebuild it every year. I, it was about on a every other year schedule. I do the wings one season and the fuselage the next season. But I was finding a lot of things wrong. You know, I broke about just about everything on the airplane. Was be broke every year. I'd pull it apart. There'd be something broken. Uh, so yeah. What was, were the wink I, leaks? Did you did you have like upper upper wing ribs where the because well yeah uh, what were well, what were the the kind of the weak links? Uh, I broke a aileron spar and that prompted putting the, the new wings on the square wing tips. And when I pulled the covering off, the leading edges literally just fell on the floor. They weren't being held on by anything. I didn't break any ribs or anything, uh, but uh, the, the aluminum aileron spar was broken. You know, it, I'd roll one way and let go and just keep rolling that way, roll the other way and then keep rolling that way. I'm like, that's kind of weird. And uh, so that's, <laughs> that, 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 that prompted that. But I broke seat, seat belt attach points, the carry through spar tube, uh, fuel tanks, fuel tank straps. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, all kinds of stuff. The seat, the, the tubes in the back of the seat, the seat back, several of those. And over about a five year period of time uh, of going through the airplane, pretty much every year, covering off at least every couple of years, I got to the point where in O, it was 07, the, right before I started flying with Jim Leroy. So that was like 06, I guess, off season of 05. Uh, I rebuilt the whole airplane again um, and didn't find anything wrong. So uh, I also broke some ribs where the uh, drag wires go on the top wing, pulled the drag wires through the wing on one side, fixed it. And the next year it was broken on the other side. And I was like, oh, that was kind of dumb. Yeah, maybe if I figured out <laughs> It's on one side, it's going to be on the other. <laughs> but uh, but when, that, that year, nothing was broken. So after that, I just started doing a inspection and um, and haven't haven't recovered that airplane since. Of course, that was five years later. I, I built P two, and the big difference between P two yeah. and P one is P ones. I call it a collection of field repairs because every gusset has a welded crack underneath it. And when I built P two, I kind of learned where all the weaknesses were. So I I strengthened everything before it broke. And that airplane's been great so far. Knock on wood, I haven't broken anything on it. Uh, do you get a uh, now, do you get a lot of people that call you up and and want to uh, do their own P two, like basically copy what you've already done, or well, do they mostly just have. ask you questions? Yeah, you know, there's the Ali Ozturk guy. He he copied a bunch of stuff, and there's the, the British guy. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. His airplane's painted up like a British flag. He's basically got a copy of P two, and then uh, oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, he's got my wings, my tail. He, he uh, pretty much is that the guy the blue one jet engine. He's put yeah. a jet engine on the other one. Yeah, and that's also a copy of P two. Yeah, yeah, wings. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, not have you ever flown a Wolf Pits? I haven't. Nope. Uh, oh, White Chad won. Yeah, I wonder. White Chad, the first one, he threatened to let me fly it, but he never did. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm friends with Paul Bennett. I could probably fly one next time. He and I fly together. We fly I do Australia every once in a while. I love watching him fly. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's he's dude. he's man. He's he can really fly that Wolf Pits. Yeah. Well, he's how? Yeah, he's he's good. How? Okay. How much of Prometheus is Pits? Uh, just the frame, just the steel tube frame. Okay. Wow. Is it an S2S fuselage? S2S. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Started off with the S2S and, and P1 started off as an S2S and then slowly over a, about a five year period of time became what it is. And P2, I bought an S2S 
and stripped it down to the, just the frame and the stick and rudder pedals basically and sold everything else the wings the engine the, and and completely built the custom airplane out of just the frame of course the frames have modified quite That's a bit amazing. There's, there's gussets all over it and i reshaped the belly and you know things like that but everything else is is uh custom the wings the okay. tail the the seat the fuel tanks the uh, firewall the cowling what, what does the airplane the weigh gear uh, uh p2 weighs eleven thirty six. And oh, wow. weighs, uh, weighs a little less, about 30 pounds less than that. The wings on P2 are pretty heavy with the elliptical wing, elliptical leading edge. Oh and they were prototypes. That's amazing. I always thought I was going to build another set, but never did. You know. Yeah. Do you have any uh, plans on. for any modifications for P2? Um, or did you do I anything? I don't. You know, well, I mean, about uh, 10 years ago, I started the whole P3 fiasco. So uh, <laughs> that was, that, that was I did, be I did want to talk about that. That was going to be my next airplane, but uh, I don't know what I've run out of things to do to it. It flies great. You know, I mean, I've got the, I'm in a unique position where if there's, a, if, I would like to put a new horizontal uh, tail and elevator, and I've got another design that I've already built, but I just haven't put it on there yet. Uh, it's, it, the, the feel is not the way I would like it. It's a little snatchy, uh, but the, the, the control force is necessary to, the authority is necessary to do, get the wings to do what I want them to do. So I like that aspect of it. That's pretty much the only thing that if I had to complain about P2 would be the tail, the horizontal elevator setup is a uh, little, little snatchy, little heavy. Gotcha. Are you going to, are you going to, um, are you going to rebuild P1 and then maybe take P down, P2 down to do some of those things or is P1 retired? No, P1's an international airplane. It, it usually lives in a shipping container. You know, I ship it, uh, Okay. In twenty in twenty nineteen, I flew four shows in China with it, so it's definitely not retired. Oh wow, that's right. Yeah, and you go you go to South America with it too, right? I think P, I fly P two to South America. I did ship P one to uh, Chile. I flew there in like eight, uh, eighteen, I think, or seventeen. I can't remember. That's cool. Uh, okay. And, yeah, if I can't physically fly, if I can physically fly there, I, I thought about flying to Chile until I figured it was going to be figured out it was going to be sixty hours, and I thought that's too far, so I ended up. That's a long flight. <laughs> So but I fly, and I you, you ship. Go ahead. You, you ship at UPS, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, ship it on a boat <laughs> on the slow boat to China. Gosh, how long does that take? Uh, well, uh, they're not kidding about the slow boat to China. Uh, it takes. It's gone for about five months to do one show in China, which is wow. Uh, yeah, so you have to have two because you know you can't have it gone for for that long. But I've signed. The no, that's almost a lot of restrictions in, in China, right? With the airspace. Uh, uh, no, not, not, well, I mean, I can't, you don't fly from airport to airport. You know, they ship it to the airport and I show up, put it together, fly the show, take it apart, put it back in the container. And uh, they're, they're pretty lax. It's not, it's not bad. Oh, cool. They, they asked me, I, I, I signed a deal to do five shows a year for four years. And I did the first year and then COVID knocked it all out. But uh, they did ask if I could fly it from from show to show if they got me permission. And I said, sure, you know, and, and, and they're like, what's your range? I said, I do about with that airplane and do about 350 miles. And they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's, that's not going to work. Cause they don't, they don't have as many airports as we do. So they, they were, you know, they're further yeah. than 350 miles apart. Oh, so I, I ended up just <laughs> taking it apart and putting it in the container and they'd ship it to the next show. I bet you that they're big Rob, on general aviation with Rob's yeah, new MX2. <laughs> 90 gallons. To, uh, <laughs> Yeah, ninety gallons would be nice. Yeah, I've got forty-seven in P two and thirty-six in P one. That's right. 
Maybe thirty four P one. But uh yeah, it's not ninety'd be nice. I feel like it, my butt in a biplane would run out well before that. Like I've never I, I don't know that I've ever complained like ferrying an S two that there wasn't enough gas. <laughs> I'm always like, man, I need to get that, I need to get the hell out of this thing. <laughs> well, I've done some stupid things like fly from uh, Martinique uh, to uh, the to uh, Puerto Rico to the Dominican Republic to Jamaica to Cozumel. So it, it was nice to have more gas on that. It's a lot of water. Uh, That's a lot of water. And I built oh P2 God. specifically specifically to make it from Key West to Cozumel, uh, because so I wouldn't have to fly through Mexico every time I went to uh, Central America. I was doing that every year for a while. How long over? What does that? What, what does that take? Uh, it's only about two hours and twenty minutes, and two and a half hours okay. depending on the wind. It's, it's not far, but it's too far. And I, you know, I could have gotten within gliding distance with P1, but you never know. You get up there, and you know, if you got a headwind, then you're and you need an extra 20 minutes, you don't have it when you only have 36 gallons. But with 47, it's You're nervous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I cross what is over it? to what Long is Island P2 Sound cruise sometimes, and I'm like, uh, oh, God. 165 <laughs> knots. <laughs> okay. Dude, that's 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 pretty – that's cruising. Yeah, yeah. It's about the same speed those as Twin Comanche. Yeah. I was going to say, those, that's like uh, – that's a 300L midwing 300 speed. That's uh, yeah. I, uh, that's, I had to, that's not bad. I had to I had to wait on um, uh, the 300s was slower than that. Yeah, uh, I buy that. Uh, Jack Jack Nut Knutson. Uh, oh hey yeah, Nut, he had a red one. Yeah. His, his red one. Yeah, we had yeah. to wait on him. I was like, are you kidding <laughs> me? Uh, I was out climbing <laughs> Patty's airplane. I out climbed Patty's airplane and then I out cruised his. I was like, oh man, y'all monoplanes, come on, catch up. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to step. Fun. I want to jump back. I want to jump back a little bit because I want to know what what were you doing with your routine back then to have show. Like, what was Sean's specific uh, issue? Was it because you you've never you've never been a huge fan of high high altitude high energy? It's Low energy. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. Low altitude, high intensity. That that's been that's been Skip Stewart ever since I remember oh, seeing absolutely. videos of you fly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So was it the altitude? High. Was it was that just yeah? Was that just his gripe? Was was I guess taking it too like close my, to the deck? He, he didn't like my high alpha knife edge uh, takeoff. A lot of people didn't like that, and you know they're just idiots. Every one of them. Uh, they're like, you lose it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it was so stupid. I, I mean, was, are you kidding me? It's the safest thing I do. I don't understand why you could think it's dead. Well, if the engine quits, you're dead. Like, well, that's not true. It's not a helicopter. I'm just flying the fuselage. And if the engine quits, I've got a 300 plus a second roll rate. All I got to do is get the wing out of the, uh, out of the way. And now I'm back on the wings and I got 15 knots too much speed because you know, the wings are a lot, fly a lot more efficiently than the fuselage. Not to mention, yeah. even if I did fall the air, I'm only going to fall like two feet. So, uh, <laughs> and I was just going to say, like you're you're not flying the knife edge at 165 knots, like you're, right, no, yeah, I'm you're flying what, 100 knots, 120 about knots, eight, about 85 miles an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, <laughs> of all the things, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, right. I'm 85 miles an hour, two feet off the ground. Oh, you're going to kill yourself? Like really? I don't think so. I'm not sure what y'all <laughs> talk about. <laughs> I, 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 
you know, and I'm telling them, I'm like, there's a couple spots in my, in my air show routine where if the engine quit, it's going to be a bad day, but that's not one of them. So. <laughs> yeah. A magician never tells. <laughs> yeah. Which is, what makes it, which, which is what makes it such a great maneuver, you know, cause it's, you know, the crowd loves it. Uh, people who think they know what they're doing think it's dangerous. And, and for me, it's like the easiest thing on the planet. So I, I was really Here's confused. A- I, there's a couple of performers that do a couple of things. I mean, like Rob with his inside tumbles, one of them. And we, we had Wayne Hanley on and he, he made a, a major impact on me with when I was a kid watching him do the hover stuff with the Raven. And, and I saw you fly in, um, gosh, I forget now. It was a while ago. It might've been Dayton or something like that. And you, um, yeah, you, you were at like 300 feet or something like that. And you came down knife edge into like a knife edge slip pass. And you just never oh, yeah. had a knife edge. It was the coolest thing I've ever yeah, seen cut, in my life. <laughs> cut, cut the ribbon. Yeah. I cut the ribbon. Knife. Yeah. I come down like that and cut a ribbon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's easy too. I mean, that's just a, a, you know, an aggravated slip to landing. And if it gets a little spooky, you just put it on the wings and the, you know, cause the wings yeah. fly a lot better than the fuselage. Stink. You know, it's like, yeah. little yeah. you know how it is. You move your hand about a quarter of an inch and you're on the wings and you got plenty of speed. So it's just, <laughs> I was just going to say uh, that you can go from, from knife edge to flying again instantaneously. Well, the, uh, I, I, mean, I, pra- I actually practice engine failures in that knife edge takeoff when I first started doing them. And the, the cool thing about it is I do it left wing low. So you got gyroscopic precession and, and, uh, torque, you know, factor all those things are trying to stand the airplane back up and you're fighting all those things that slow they're, they're yeah they're uh, you, you're getting a little lift you know enough lift to stay in ground effect but most of the controls are to counteract that all everything that the engine's doing to the airplane so when the engine quits as it spools down uh all, all those controls are you know try, are rolling it rolling it back over so it, you almost don't have to do anything pull the engine to idle it all it just about rolls wings level in three points by itself. It, the yeah. first time I did it, I thought, <laughs> Interesting. I thought, first time I did it, I thought it was going to be an emergency procedure. So I was, uh, you know, yanked the power back, roll wings level and the airplane shot up like 75 feet in the air. And I was like, and then, then, I'm, <laughs> I, had the, then I had to put the power in because, you know, that, that would have been a bad day. So, so I flew around, I was like, oh shit, okay. It's not as, it's not as scary as I thought, you know? So then I pulled the power and let it glide and slowly brought the wing out of the way. And it's, it's very graceful and three pointed it. And then I put it back in, picked it back up in the knife edge again and pulled it back and played with it some. And, uh, the next, uh, spring at sun and fun, same thing, you know, bunch of, uh, performers at the table there at the VIP tent on the flight line talking about how dangerous I was. And, uh, I was like, all right, all right. You know, you, you have engine quits, you're going to die. I'm like, all right, all right. So I took off, got knife edge and pulled the power back. And, you know, like, didn't die. And brah, put it back in. <laughs> pulled it off again. <laughs> hey, I didn't die again. Brah, put it back in, right? And the crowd loved it. So then I had to keep doing it forever. So that's where that came from. You know, it was, it, it was, oh it was a big middle finger to all those guys that said the engine quits, you're dead. And then, and then it ended up being uh, epic to everybody who was watching. So I had, had to keep doing it. <laughs> Thank you. That's so, that is so interesting. You know, like we've talked about on the podcast a lot of times about, uh, you know, we talk to certain performers and like there really isn't a mentoring, you know, unless you had a, a Wayne Hanley and there, there certainly has been mentors, but there really isn't a mentoring process within like ICAS or the air show world. It's like somebody has to really like you and choose to do it. And if, if you are a nobody and you just want mentoring and you want help, it's there's not really a good avenue to do it. 
Um, uh, so it, it's, it's really hard, interesting. It, 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 it was almost impossible for me to find. And by the time I did, we started talking about that earlier with Jim Leroy. Uh, I, yeah. uh, I met him. I, I'd already, like I said, I'd already been flying and he mainly did West coast shows. And that was about the time that he got, he hit it big and really started, had his yellow airplane and started flying all over the place. And, uh, I saw him at sun and fun at the briefing, started talking to him and they wouldn't let me fly that year. Cause I was too dangerous, but, uh, I started, oh my God. uh, talking, <laughs> started talking to him and, uh, showed him some pictures of an airplane, you know, I was rebuilding and, uh, told him that I'd like him to come watch me fly sometime, you know, that I'd appreciate his advice. And, and he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, well, you're doing the Memphis show and I live in Memphis. We think we could get together. And he said, he said, sure. So I go to the Memphis show. Of course I wasn't flying there either because I was too dangerous. And, uh, uh, and, and, and met him, you know, he had his RV and, um, sat in his RV and I was, and I was like, man, you know, I've got a practice box. You know, it's about a 25 minute drive from here. If you have time, I'd appreciate it. And he's like, Oh, why don't you just fly here? I'm like, you know, they won't let me fly here. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go tell the air boss uh, that that I said that you're going to fly here and I'm going to watch you, you know, that I'm going to critique you. And I'm like, OK, so I go, okay. I go up to guys in the, guys <laughs> in the control tower and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, and they knew me, you know, of course. And I say, hey, Jim, Jim, uh, like to know, you know, he, he's, he wants to do a critique session with me and want to know if I could fly in the box here. And he just jump my ass. You're like, he goes, you're not flying here. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care what he says. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. So I go back thinking that I'm like, it's not going to work. And then Jim's like, okay. You know? And so he actually drove a half an hour down to the, uh, box and I flew for him. And I, you know, I was hoping he was going to be like, Hey, you need more stick here or a little more energy there. And he was just like, shit, man, that's one of the best I've ever seen. You just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. I was like, uh, okay, great. Holy shit. <laughs> and that was it. That's, That's almost the most him. depressing advice you can get. You're like, I thought I was missing something here and turns out I'm not. Yeah. 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 Everybody's telling me I'm going to kill myself. And he's like, man, you rock. I was like, all right. So I guess I'm on the right track. <laughs> Go harder. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Jim. No. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then it was like, I don't know, two, two or three years later that he, he asked me to start flying with him. And uh, so that was cool. And they did start giving me some advice. Is then. that where the Masters of Disaster came? Well, the Masters of Disaster crashed, right, in uh, 05. And uh, uh, Jimmy and Bobby, when they ran into each other. And then in 06, uh, maybe it was, was it 05 or 04? Because then he started flying with uh, Jurgis Kairos, and they did uh, 10 sticks, uh, him and Jurgis. God, that's right. Boy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That and is then, that is a real then, throwback. Yeah, and then he contacted me and, uh, towards the end of that season and asked me if I would come down to his house in Florida and fly with him. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, not, not oh, knowing yeah. what we we're going to do. And he said, let's just go up and play play around some. And I'm like, all right. So we both went up and you know, and we started dog fighting and just playing around. And then we got back and had a couple of beers. And he said, yeah, he goes, I want to bring Masters Disaster back and want to know if you wanted to be part of it. And I'm like, absolutely. So we tried to bring Masters yeah. Disaster back uh, with me, him, and Jurgis and Shockwave and Rich's Incredible Pyro and all that. And understandably, the, yeah. the Franklin and Yonkin family had an issue with the name coming back. And because, uh, you know, we all miss Jimmy and Bobby and they didn't want to, you know, they wanted sure. that name to die with him which I understood. And Jim was really upset about it. You know, he's like, if two members of the Beatles die, you know, they don't, you don't rename the band. And I'm like, so I'm just trying to stay out of it, but it got kind of heated. 
And that's where Mary's Little Lamb came from. So we started doing Mary's Little Lamb, uh, which was okay. Which was the which was basically Master's Disaster. I mean, it was they called it code name Mary's Lamb, and underneath it, in little letters said, uh, "Formerly known as the Master's of Disaster." And uh, of course, the artist formerly know, known as <laughs> yeah, exactly. The artist artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> but uh, and then we did what I don't know four or five shows, and he hit the ground, so it didn't last very long. Uh, gosh, that wasn't enough time at all. No, we were just getting we were just getting used to each other, you know. It was just, just starting to rock. Yeah. It was getting better and better. You know, we did our knife edge take my knife edge take off at each other, and that was cool. And uh, we did the high alpha formation pass, which you know Melissa and I started doing after that, and Gary and I, and you know, I, I, a lot of people tried to I tried to get people to fill in. First, at first, yeah. it started because I had a bunch of shows already booked that Jim was supposed to be at, and then so Jurgis came and flew a couple of them. And then he's like, oh, no, Skip, uh, you know, it's too far from, you know, I come from uh, Lithuania to here. It's a long way, you know, for, for, you know, I'm like, well, we got shows booked, man. What do you want to do? And we happen to be having this dinner. This guy, Sean, is putting that. his finger in my face and what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, but Patty, Patty overheard and she said, hey, Skip, if you need somebody to fly with, I'll fly with you. I'm like, great. Awesome. So, yes, I see you later, Jurgis. So then that's when Patty and I started flying together. And then she... Uh, lost her sponsor and ended up going and doing the firebombing thing. And when we had shows booked, so I was like, I need to find somebody else. And, uh, I'd met Melissa. We hadn't flown together, but I knew her and I'm like, okay, you know, that'll probably be an easy sell. Uh, so you can't replace Patty Wagstaff, but you know, at least I have a female and then she and I did it for yeah. you know, a while, five or six years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very, very successfully. And uh, we're, we're bringing it back. Yeah. We got, she's, she's, we're doing it again this year. We've got several shows booked together again. So that's oh, my good. God. That's awesome. Oh, so it's coming back. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. What's yeah. the name now? Is, uh, is Shockwave going like, to be there, too? Formerly we still do it as ten, we, we still do it. No, we still do it as 10 sticks. <laughs> yeah. We, I, got, I got rid of the, you know, Mary's Little Lamb. I got rid of that. Uh, and, and we went back to the 10 sticks. I also flew with uh, John Moore for a while. And we, we called it Masters of Mayhem. And uh, that... We did that, I don't know, maybe a dozen shows with he and I, and it, it worked okay, but it's kind of hard to fly that kind of show with yeah. this, with a stock, a stock steerman versus a, a pit, steerman. You know? Yes. Yeah, I was just going to say a steerman. That's gotta be a hard, that's gonna be a hard, uh, dissimilar act, uh, to put together. It was, yeah, it, it was. And you know, if you've ever tried to pull, put a G on an airplane and pull power, it doesn't work very well. And it, and I learned I learned that the hard way when I was flying with him. You know, it's dog fighting with him, and I'd be coming like out of a split S and on his butt, and pull the power out, and just start it, it, straight into a stall. And, oh yeah, okay, yeah, power back in. Yeah, that's right. So uh, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> but it was, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. What are your uh, he, with, he with John Moore? I mean, is is he really the best ever? Absolutely, One nobody, nobody guys? nobody's ever, no, nobody's ever flown a steerman like him, and not even close. Yeah. To, I mean, he was he was phenomenal, and Jim was phenomenal. He's and, the man. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, of course, Jimmy and Bobby were phenomenal, and we don't really have guys like that anymore. You know, that old generation of uh, performers that were, you know, not just your normal cookie cutter performances. They were showmen, and um, I'm so uh, glad you said that because we've we kind of live in that era, and I've always wanted to. We haven't really asked we haven't really asked the people that have been on if they feel the yeah. same way, you know, like oh. when we had Chapman on and Ghoulin for that matter. Um, 
it's just like that that world doesn't exist anymore. Like I grew up loving aerobatics in that world. And so I yeah, really paid too. attention to it. Oh yeah. And Bob it just Hoover, doesn't, the doesn't Eagles exist aerobatic anymore. team. You got Craig Hoskin, you know, with the oh, double the take. Eagles. And uh yeah, the Eagles yeah. fan. And, and, and you know, and and, and Jimmy and Bobby and before they Red were Baron. even in the yeah, Red Baron Pizza Squadron was awesome. Uh and I don't know. It just doesn't seem like maybe maybe I'm just older and more critical, but it doesn't seem like we have that performer style of performing uh, showmanship anymore, and it's, it's it's really kind of been dumbed down, dumbed down, and a lot of it is the safety culture. Yeah. And uh, you know, I had I had a I had an announcer. I flew my, I flew on the practice day, and I came came out of my torque roll and went behind some trees, you know. And uh, yeah. I listened to a recording that somebody did of my show <laughs> the next day on Saturday. And the announcer, as I'm doing my, my torque roll, is saying, okay, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to come out and go behind the trees, but don't be alarmed. It's all part of the show. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is wrong what with this dick. guy? You know, I mean, in the old days, you, <laughs> you, you, you would drum up the, the, you know, oh, my God, he's innocent. He, it, pull out, skip. Oh, my God, <laughs> turn your heads, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he made it. You know? <laughs> but you, it, you can't do that anymore. I don't understand why. I'm like, don't, don't tell them. Don't, don't try to make me seem safe. I'll tell, you know, I, I bust my I'll, ass trying I'll to tell be you, as safe Skip. as I can. Mark look like I'm going to crash. <laughs> and we will announce your show, and we will make we will okay, do the best job possible. Oh, I'll let you. I'll let you do it. We can. Absolutely. We can make. We we can make everybody terrified. Yeah, <laughs> watch out, Sean. He's coming right for you. <laughs> Has anybody ever seen the Great Waldo Pepper? I mean, you know. He's in the yeah. death spin. Oh well, my god! <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's awesome. Skip, you you are you are an act. That's the I think that's the thing is like I love Rob Holland. Huge inspiration. He's one of the best to ever do it on the planet, and probably will be one of the best ever forever. He's the best ever. I mean, yeah. nobody can take anything away. He's the he's, he's the, the best. best. The he's best it's ever been. He's a goat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He. he, he he, he's, he's blowing he Leo's out of, the, out of the out of the water, out of the water, out of the water. He's getting better but every he's, year, yeah. but every year he's still getting yeah. better. It's like, could you no, stop the ceiling? <laughs> the ceiling has not been raised on him. But I, I don't know. Like I would, I don't, I don't know that I would call him an act, right? More than a, I, I don't know if I want to. I'm not trying to like label like performer versus act, but like you know those days of old, like where it's not an act, it's not a thing. It's it's just you are doing it. Like well, he is amazing at doing unlimited aerobatics and he's very, absolutely. very entertaining to watch. And I think anybody uh, from from the average fan to uh, uh, aerobatic geek to just somebody who likes to watch smoke and energy are going to love watching his performance. But it's yeah, there, there's not really acts anymore like where it's yeah, a character yeah. or a thing. Uh, you know, you well, have like yeah, the drunken I mean, farmer routines, but. Yeah, well, don't 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 discount uh, uh, Kyle Franklin. I mean, you know, he's he's no, he's not at all. Just that, just walking, just that's walking why, around. Yeah. He's an act, but you know, the, <laughs> <laughs> he's a character. Absolutely. <laughs> when him and uh, and Amanda were flying, and they were doing um, you know their uh, pirated skies routine, that was the best, one of the yeah. best acts. That was phenomenal. It was so yeah. awesome, and um, and that's probably the last one that was like that that check that box you yeah know, of well, of showmanship of a that, duo that was, that was out of the box you know they were they're giving you a show you know and to me that's what it's about you know i mean i don't i don't yeah the stuff that i do is easy and that's that's my don't tell anybody but you know that's my my shtick because i do 
really easy stuff close to the ground. And I try to make the easy stuff look hard. And you take guys like Rob and they make really difficult things look really easy. And that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the opposite of showmanship. If, 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 if you're not flying to me, you know, I fly like I want to watch. And if I don't see a guy and I'm worried that he's going to pull the wings off the airplane or hit the ground because he's flying so hard, then it's difficult for me to be entertained. They're going to have to have something, another, another, uh, intangible to, to entertain yeah. me, whether, whether it be sword fighting, like, you know, from, from the top of the wing and in the cockpit, like, uh, Amanda and Kyle did, or, uh, you know, that was such a unique, whatever it is, man, it was fantastic. Yeah. They, they should have won the art oh. show that year. I, you know, I don't know that, uh, but you know, they, he, he's, he's kind of been in the same spot as I have, which is, uh, I'm past it now, but it's difficult to be embraced by the industry. You know I mean? Labeled. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, yeah, it's almost, it's almost cancel culture. And they tried to cancel me, you know, for not bending to their way. And, you know, one of us is really fly boring. And, you know, that's what Jim Leroy was, would always say, you know, safe is boring and boring is safe. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. of course, you know, he's not with us anymore. So I wish he was, he had flown a little safer, I guess, but, uh, the other act that's really good too, that I enjoy is uh, Kent peach. Uh, Kent peach. Uh, yeah. Have you seen Warren peach fly his, uh, Taylor craft? Is that the one I'm thinking? Yeah. His act is great. One of the best shows I have ever seen in my life was him. I'm only jelly belly, right? Well, that's his brother Warren. And he's got a, that's boring. He's got a Taylor craft. Huh? Okay. I, I, I don't think I've seen the brother. Yeah. Warren Peach. Well, he, he, he got hooked up with uh, one of those uh, Warbird museums, and so he's mainly flying P-51s and stuff like that these days. But uh, but he flew his Taylor craft at Oshkosh one year and blew me away. I mean, literally one of the best top five air show routines I've ever seen. It was no phenomenal. Wow. Phenomenal. What was so good yeah. about it? Just the energy management and just low, low level. And, you know, he's flying a Taylor craft that doesn't weigh anything, you know, so he, he's doing tumbles at, hell, I don't know, it looked like a hundred feet and he would come out <laughs> oh and God. the nose is pointing at the ground at like 50 feet. And you're like, it's impossible for the airplane to get from straight down to flying again from that altitude. It was so light. He would just pull on it and it'd be flying immediately and start rolling. You know, I was like, Holy Christ. It was just awesome. Awesome. Oh my God. But yeah, it's a, uh, but he also has that, He's got a monoplane, a, I forget what he calls it, a snort and zoomer or something like that. The, he does a yeah. good routine in that as well. But, what are, but yeah, what are some of your awesome. other favorite acts? Uh, well, I like, I, I mean, I like Kent Peach a lot. But, and I like uh, Greg Koontz, um, yeah. you know, with the gun, yeah. shoot, shooting the gun and and uh, throwing the tire out. You know, of course, Kent Peach yeah. has the aileron that pulls the aileron, has the aileron that comes off his airplane and, and all that yeah. stuff. And uh, the toilet paper is always a cool thing. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, and Greg Koontz, uh, you know, uh, he's really good because he his super decathlon routine is great, and then his cup routine is great. Like he does yeah, two yeah. really unique routines that are both equally fun to watch I, I for completely different reasons. For, for me, what makes his super decathlon routine so good is 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 him talking. He's like teaching you, you know, the whole <laughs> yeah. the whole time he's talking with this with this country accent, and um, it it's and he sounds like he's having fun and. and and that makes the audience have fun. So uh, I think that, yeah, Greg and I are good friends and he's, he's awesome. Uh, but he's there, great. There, yeah, there's not very many people that I stop and watch anymore. You know I mean? I, uh, there, uh, there's not that many. So, unfortunately. Yeah. 
I know, right? Who are it you excited like, to yeah. shake your uh, your finger at? Who are you excited <laughs> to get into a room and, and shake I your finger what, at and then storm out? I'm pretty sure I've already done that to everybody. Um, you know, when I was in my 30s, I was a hothead. I, I, I got in people's face a lot. I got in John Cudahy's face a lot. I mean, he, he threatened that security, <laughs> took me out of there several times. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it. you know, because these guys were, were actively trying to put me out of business, you know, the calling air shows and telling them not to hire me and things like that in positions of authority. Oh and it God. pissed me off. And I was, and I was like, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a, I'm a redneck from Alabama. You talk a shit behind my back. I'm right here, you know? And, um, and then I, finally I got up to a low point. Actually, I think it was about, when, about the time Jim died because Jim kind of, stoked that fire in me right he's like there's no such thing as bad as bad press and uh you know don't worry about your reputation and you know don't 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 play the game he was such know. a hothead he was oh, a dude. major hothead big time, big time. oh he, got he was really such a hothead. he would go he got, yeah he would i mean he would go from cold to red hot instantly there's Definitely two gyms. There was a really sweet gym <laughs> with a with a with a tender heart, and there was the Marine who's going to take you out from three hundred yards, uh, and, 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 and and there was no in between. He was either one or the other. But yeah, he got into me with, with me at an air show. I'm trying to think what happened. Oh, we were we were set up opposite of each other. You know, getting ready to take off straight at each other, uh, doing uh, Mary's Lamb, and we had the py- uh, I think we had pyro that year. I can't remember. But um, he, uh, the air boss was like, uh, you know, hold on. Uh, we need you to wait. We need you to wait for two minutes. The truck's not ready. And we're like, and Jim's like, okay, you know, so we're sitting there, we're sitting there. And then the air boss comes back on and says, okay, the truck's starting up now. And the truck wasn't supposed to start up until two minutes after we took off. So Jim's like, what do you mean he's starting up now? Uh, before that, they were saying we needed to cut our routine short because the, we were pushed up with the Blue Angels. And anyway, there's all this confusion going on. And then Jim's got on the radio and said, he said, that's it. You know, taxi back. We're done. We're scratching. And I was like, OK, you know, so we taxi back and he, he hops out of the airplane and he says, I'm going to give that air boss a piece of my mind. He's red in the face. You know, I'm like, hold on, man. Hold on, man. You know, let's let's be cool. <laughs> you know, let's, you know, he, uh, grab my M16. I said, don't go chew his, don't go chew his head off, you know. And he's like, well, that, that motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I'm like, Jim, look, before we started flying together, I enjoyed it when you got upset and, and pissed off the air boss, because the next year I had a chance to fly on the show, but now that we're flying together, I would prefer you not piss off the air boss. And he, got my face. He, got, he got his finger in my face, man. I thought he was going to kick my ass. So I was like, man, he goes, who, you tell me who did that? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Hey man, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to, Calm you down so that we don't piss anybody <laughs> off. I'd like to fly the show again next year, man. Yeah, come on. But, come on, uh, man. But Mary's awesome. Lamb. Mary's Lamb, man. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, fantastic dude and literally literally did have a, a huge heart. But he, he he flipped the switch. He could be, uh, yeah, something else. He was brilliant, yeah. too. He was in, Wasn't he an engineer? He was an engineer. Super smart, yeah. He, he ran a yeah. power plant. Yeah, came home one day yep. and uh, – told his wife that he hated his job and she said, well, quit, do something, do what you want. You know, you want, you want to fly her about it, quit and do that. And he did. And then he, he bought a dump truck and, and paid the bills driving a dump truck while he was trying to make his name for himself in air shows. Holy shit. But, That's yeah, quite awesome. a dude. He's an awesome dude. Yeah. A lot. 
Yeah, he he was really cool. He was really funny because I I remember um, I was a student. I mean, I was really young. This is probably, I mean, I'm 40 this year. I was probably 16 when he was teaching at the school. Was that when you had the Reebok pumps when you were pumping up? I had Reebok pumps. I had Reebok pumps. I had a a sweat Reebok sweatband on, you know, just like rocking it out. I remember he'd be he'd be like, and this is like this is Jim with the bulldog. Like he 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 had the bulldog, and so I mean he was Jim Leroy, like. Absolutely. Yeah. He'd come back in this like, you know, dingy little seven ECA in the back seat, And he you could see him across the ramp gyrating, yelling at the student <laughs> or something. <laughs> and it was like, oh, man, what did that guy do? <laughs> are you are you the one that turned him he, on the Reeboks? <laughs> Maybe. You know, that's all. That's all. That's all he ever wore were, were the were the uh, ankle high, the high top Reeboks, black high top Reeboks. <laughs> yep. All the way up. All yeah, the way up he loved those things. Day. as flying shoes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. He, he uh, yeah, he was really. I, when we flew, uh, he was awesome, and it was it was so much fun to learn from him. He he is a very um, you could tell there's military in him. He, he had that yeah. that way of teaching. That way of yeah, sniper. absolutely. Yeah. Enlisted. Yep. I mean, he was. He was not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. No, he, he he was no joke. I remember. I, I've no, I've no said joke. it on this podcast a bunch of times, but the, the first time I saw him do the ratchet, I, I just about that still blows me away. I, every once in a while, I'm like, I'm gonna Google him doing the ratchet again. Uh, just one of the most amazing maneuvers. He's so he was so freaking good. What was the uh, ratchet? I don't know what that is. It, uh, I don't know. I, Skip could probably describe yeah. it better than I could, but basically, like a series That's of point thing. rolls. Yeah, you, you, you roll. I mean, uh, Wayne Handley did it extremely well too. Uh, Absolutely, he did. Yes, let's he did. Say you're going to do a four point. You know, you roll the knife edge, roll level, roll the knife edge, and then roll inverted, roll back the knife edge, and then roll back to inverted. So it's like you're oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but, and Jim would do it like he would. He, he would do like odd odd degrees too. Like he would go like. Yeah. Like, like right to 70 and then yeah, yeah 60s and and like really it was yeah. like and it was literally like my, there's my one of him I, it must have been oh it, dude it was incredible there's an in cockpit yeah. video of him doing it over the water and it must have been must have been like she wants me to, uh she wants a, me to start doing that a florida air stuff. show but she, she, she loves oh, that back and forth back and forth stuff she's trying to get me to put that in my routine yeah, do it, do it. I do it the I'm, same I'm, routine. So long. I'm like, oh, I'll do it for you today. And then I fly and I get back and she's like, you didn't do it. I'm like, do what? You said you were going to. Oh, yes. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you get the green. Yeah, I'll, I'll second that. You should add it. I love it. Okay. You should I'll add it. it. I'll do it for you guys. I'll start. <laughs> I'll, I'll start practicing. Uh, it's easy. I'm going to call you and be like, you didn't add it. Add what? And what? Those, those maneuvers are the best. I watched Wayne Hanley one time. He was flying. Do you remember uh, Rocky Hill? He was sponsored. Oh by my AOL. god! Absolutely. Yeah, phenomenal yep. guy, right? I mean, his his flying was crazy. I never got to see him fly in person. He I was amazing. He's a, he's a West Coast guy. Well, he quit this all of a sudden. I have no idea why. I don't know his story, but I guess he still had the AOL contract for the rest of the year. So he hired Wayne to fly his airplane for him, and I watched Wayne fly uh, that AOL Extra at a. Little air show in, I don't know, Bessemer, Alabama or something. I can't remember exactly where it was. But, uh, and he didn't do anything hard. I mean, he did everything, was super easy stuff. But he came by and he talked the whole time, right, on the the radio. He came by and he did a four point roll. And then he just kind of went out and did a wing over. And they came back and did an eight point roll. 
And then he went out, did a wing over, and came back, did a 16-point roll. And then he did a wing over, and came back, <laughs> cool. did a 32-point roll. And then he went back out, came back, did a 64-point <laughs> roll. And it was entertaining as hell because he was talking about it the whole time. Okay, now I'm going to do this many, and now I'm going to do this many. And, I was, and by the time he finished it, it just looked like it was vibrating, you know, like they were playing. <laughs> and he, might, he might have done a 128-point roll. I don't know, but it was like just, just vibrating around, you know. But he was he, he was just uh, he was a showman, right? I mean, Wayne was the same thing. I loved watching him fly. And he did the – this one's for all the women in all the all audience. I never got to see him fly the Turbo Raven, but I saw him fly the Raven and uh, do his, I think he called it agrobatics. I can't remember where he, he, he kind of related everything back to uh, crop dusting. My I thought that was, dusting, yep. that was one of my favorite cool. acts. It was the yeah, Turbo yeah, Raven. Was cool. I thought that was just an hey, amazing I never got act. To, never got to see that in person. He, it only lasted one year, right? Exactly one year. I forget. Yeah. I saw it at yeah, I I was in see Oshkosh. I saw it in 99. I got to see him at the Stockton Air Show. It was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. Cause I, and you know, I might've seen him at the, cause I think he did, I mean, he crashed at Salinas, but I think he started at Salinas just about. Yeah. It, and I think it, I saw it his, no, first, no, it, uh, it, his very first show was Salinas and the very next Salinas he crashed. Yeah. 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 I saw the first Salinas. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't there for the crash. Um, but yeah, he, it was an, it was an incredible act. I mean, and I, I went, uh, we, we had Wayne on the uh, previous uh, two weeks ago uh, podcast, um, and I've known Wayne for a long time and had the pleasure of flying with him. He's, he's amazing. And I, I went back and watched some of the Turbo, Turbo Raven uh, routine. It is incredible. I mean, energy management with that airplane, if, when you, know, you start to kind of know what you're looking at, oh, my God. Uh, I, that was, it was crazy. That was my, it's crazy. That was, that was my plan for P3 was to uh, start with a resip and then, you know, get the bugs worked out and then put a, uh, a thousand horsepower Garrett on it. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I, wanted do, I, I wanted to do, no, I wanted to do nose down hovers. Uh, but anyway, that, what you could just take <laughs> off in the vertical, just like do like that airplane. That yeah. I wanted to use a Garrett just... because you know, the, I, I don't, I, I've flown Pratt's and I don't like the split spool. It's got too much lag between forward and reverse. Right. And, um, the, uh, Garrett's are direct drive. So you get direct drive. Yeah. The same RPM. Yeah. They're on the same RPM all the time. And you put it in reverse. It's right now. And I figured, you know, you got an 1100 pound airplane, you can slam it in reverse and full reverse and flight nose down. It's used to slowing down a 20,000 pound airplane. So uh, I, I think it would be fine. So it could uh, hover. That was, pointing that, was down. My, that was my oh dream my for that airplane. <laughs> Was to, How do we uh, make that happen, uh, Skip? Money? I have so, so five, somebody, five dollars and twenty-seven cents. In my yeah, pocket. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna, I was thinking about doing a GoFundMe, but that was about the time Patty did hers and got a lot of crap for it, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm not gonna do that. Oh yeah, no, I remember that. What? Yeah. What do you think it would? <laughs> yeah. What do you think it would cost to get P3 in the air, like round numbers? Uh, uh probably a couple hundred grand. I've got a hundred and sixty in like, it. Mark, yeah. I think it's. We can definitely. We that sounds like we always talk about like doing shit. Like, well, we're like, putting the vibes out there. But that's another thing my wife wants me to do. She goes, "You need to finish that airplane." I'm like, "Well, yeah." I mean, you know, when I first started it, it was literally almost ten years. Well, it was 2010 when I started that process, project. And the I remember guys, you posting the process of it and like the molds and everything. It was so fun to watch. Well, my well, my you know, my there was three of us, right? And my my job was to promote it. And the, and the company in the Netherlands that was, that was doing all the molds and, and, uh, all that, uh, their job, they were going to, their, what they wanted to do was build them and sell them. They're going to get it certified in Europe and then get it certified in the United States. And they're, they're going to have a single place. And then as soon as that got bugs worked out, they already had a, a two place design 
and they're gonna have a certified two-place all-carbon fiber biplane i mean hell yeah you know and i was really proud to be the guy absolutely to to yeah. to bring the biplane into the new generation right make it modern i was really excited about it but that was at the time i'm like this is gonna this is the way that i'm gonna maintain my relevance right i hadn't won the bill barber i hadn't won the art show you know i was just a nobody and uh but i, I was always con constantly modifying my airplanes and then i started building p2 and i was really excited for years to be in a position where I could build another airplane and use everything I'd learned from building P1 to make another biplane. And I was, I don't know, yeah. it was like two in the morning. I'm out there drinking a glass of wine and worked on it for 12 hours that day and found that I wasn't as excited about it as I thought I should be. And I was like trying to put my finger on it. Like, why am I not as into this as I, you know, thought I would be. And then I just realized I'm using 1940s technology to try to build something innovative and I'm never going to be able to do as good a job as Steve Wolf, you know? So it's just, I was, uh, felt like I'd lost relevance. And then I thought, yeah. Hey, why don't I see, build a modern one? That's, that's the next step. And, uh, so I put the, put the, uh, got the ball rolling for that and got everything all lined up. So I was going to promote it. The guys in the other ones were going to build it and Eddie was going to design it. And we were third partners in the whole thing. And, uh, they, they gave me the promote proposal. This is how much it's going to cost you. We're going to have it done in a year. And this is what it's going to weigh, you know, and then like seven years later, it's still not done. And, uh, oh, uh shit. Eddie got his, Eddie got his feelings hurt and quit and used, uh, NDAs and stuff to try to squash it. So may have oh, saved yeah, my yeah. life. I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any negative, negative feelings over it anymore. I did at the time, but now it's like, Hey, look at my $165,000 spider habitat over here in the corner. Oh God. Yeah, we gotta we gotta figure out a way to get that flying. We gotta get that. Thing the airframe, flying. the airframe's done. The wings are done, closed up. The tail's done. The fuselage is a shell, you know, but it's got all the attach points for the for the tail and all. But it doesn't have any controls. It doesn't have a seat. It doesn't have fuel tanks. Uh, it doesn't have cabanes, uh, firewall. You know, it's ninety percent done, ninety percent to go um, right now. Yeah. And, Why don't you and, sell yeah, the design what, 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 to uh, Gamebird, and that could be like the GB four. Well, I, I'm good friends <laughs> with Philip. And my wife is good friends with Philip and that's what she wants to do. She, she's been pushing me to, uh, take it over there and, you know, stick it in the corner of, uh, of game bird. And there's a, probably enough guys there to, they would pique their interest and, uh, yeah. see if they can come up, come up with they a can, price to finish it. Yeah. They could definitely uh, come up with something. That'll happen. There. You know, that'll happen. That'll happen at some point. And yeah, I mean, I could swing it right now, a couple hundred grand. I mean, I can make it happen, but it, it, it's just, uh, that that's opportunity cost, you know, that's, that's 200 grand. Yeah. That I don't, I'd really that's rather not spend COVID. on that airplane right now. And I don't know how it's going to fly. Yeah. I might, I might blow all this money on it and it'd be a dog. And then what now I've got a $300,000, $350,000 spider habitat. Or I'm dead, you know, I mean, but, it, or yeah. it might be epic, you know, and, and, uh, it, and I think it probably it's, it'll probably be epic. Cause it's a really good looking airplane. Well, the and, RC uh, models, that oh, the fuselage is beautiful. The RC, the RC models fly great. They fly really, I mean, I've, the micro, I haven't flown the big one, but I've got the micro and it flies fantastic. Uh, the guy that, that put the, the big one, the 50, 60 CC one together, moved the wings around and stuff. And I heard it didn't fly as well, but he kind of messed with it. Uh, the yeah. little one is pretty much scale and it flies really well. Yeah. How does I've got it skip? 50, I got it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Now you go. I was gonna say I, I have a forty percent model that's made made from the same CAD. It's all carbon uh, that I haven't 
finished and flown, but it's scale, except for the airfoils are thinner to make up for the fact that it's, it's smaller, you know, and the air yeah. molecules aren't. And those guys that built it know, they know what the formula is to make it so that it doesn't fly like a foamy with too fat of airfoil. Yeah. Now I was going to ask you, what's that, how does that work with, you know, you have P3 and you're designing it and then a company like Horizon Hobby comes along and, and wants to, uh, you know, make an RC model after you're, do they approach you or do you approach them? Like, how does that whole deal work? Uh, yeah, they, they approached me and um, uh, it was like a, a, a minuscule, it seemed like a minuscule amount of money. I can't remember what it was. It was like two point, it's like two tenths of 1% of something, you know, but I, I'm a model airplane guy and they sent me the contract and I was like, you know, didn't know. I, I didn't even think about trying to negotiate, you know, because I, I, I thought, hey, you know, if I get a few hundred bucks out of it, you know, it's going to be cool. I'll get I'll get yeah. some airplanes for free because they sponsor me for a period of time and I could get whatever Horizon products I wanted for nothing. And uh, Hell yeah. but it turned out that that two tenths of one percent was like thirty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> I was like, shit, I should have <laughs> gone for wow. percent. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. You need to yeah. design another airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I think, I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure that, that when P3 went away, the guy that, that designed that, he, I was giving him, uh, some of the money from, from that because he designed the P, he, he designed P3 and we were, you know, uh, and also the wings yeah. that are on P2. So I was split, pretty much splitting that money with him, that was uh, nice o- over, over that period of time. But then when the P3 project got poo-pooed, Horizon canceled everything. So I have a feeling he had something to do with that too. And that is part one, ladies and gentlemen. That's all you get for this week. Uh, Check back next week, Friday at 6 in the morning, for part two with our uh, good friend Skip Stewart. Hope you enjoyed part one. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 